Yeah, thank you, Jesus. All right. Uh, welcome, Facebook uh, friends and family. So glad to have you here with us. Uh, and uh, just uh, we've just sang uh, this song, Thank You, Jesus, You Set Me Free. And uh, hopefully that just kind of, you can marinate in that just a little bit uh, as far as exactly what that, that really means, that he has set us free. And, and by the way, uh, the title of the message today, I, don't, I, I title about one out of every 10 or 15, uh, is Freedom From and Freedom For. Freedom From and Freedom For. Uh, as we continue in this series, All Things to All People, grab your Bibles. If you don't have one, there's some on the little table in the back. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, we uh, uh, open up the Word of God, and it's not just information, it's the living Word of God that through the power and the presence of His Holy Spirit, He does uh, reveal, He does uh, open our eyes and set us free uh, in so many ways. All right, have you, ever, have you ever just stopped, and you know, I know there's a lot going on and we're busy and all that kind of stuff, but have you ever just stopped and wondered how you got here? You know, you know how, how did you get here and I'm not just talking about this room because many of you could tell me how you got here you know well I took you know the you know whatever route you did uh, but you know how you came to being a follower of Jesus Christ you know it's just it's something that we can really take for granted I mean but the fact that you know that we are just uh, inundated and have been you know me growing up with just the, the message of Jesus, the good news of Jesus Christ right here in America, you know, and how, how blessed, how blessed we are. Uh, and then, you know, there's those places that, you know, that, that we, we go, oh, it's important that we send missionaries to who've, who've never heard the name of Jesus. And, and yet, you know, we in our lives, uh, for, for the most part, most of us here, you know, uh, have become a genuine you know, wholehearted follower of Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, just thinking about the wonder of how we got here. See, every story, no matter, no matter what it is, every story is a story of God's mercy and grace. You know, I mean, it may be that yours is like, well, you know, I grew up in a Christian family, went to vacation Bible school, and boom, you know, there's where I accepted Jesus Christ and it's my Lord and Savior. You know, or, you know, you could be on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, uh, like many of you know, our friend uh, Mark Feldman, you know, who grew up uh, Jewish and resisted all this stuff about Jesus, and you know, for years and years and years and years, but it was at the age of 72 that Jesus opened up his eyes and took him past religiosity into a true encounter with Jesus Christ, and he is just a, you know, a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, today or you know it could be that you know you were just doing your thing living your life you know I'm living the American dream and um, you know I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it how I want to do it and all that kind of good stuff and uh, but then one day like the Apostle Paul you know you just kind of like a, a Damascus Road experience it's like whoa Jesus loves me this I know you know uh, you know, it could have been, you know, through a family member, you know, or a friend that, uh, you know, had um, lovingly walked alongside of you and, and uh, you know, didn't condemn you and judge you and all that. And, and, but, you know, who was courageous enough at some time to just say, you know, you know that the reason that, that you exist is because God created you for a relationship with him. And there's a way you can do that. There's a way that you can do that. So, um, 
you know, so the reality is that each and every one of us, we have a story where someone communicated the good news of Jesus Christ in a way that we could understand it. You know, and, and they, really had to, they really had to do some work to, to help me, you know, a, a, a redneck country boy from Grady, Alabama, to, to be able to understand, you know, this profound love, you know, of Jesus Christ. And so the reality is, is as we think about, you know, what we're, we're talking about is God's love for us and, 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 you know, the purpose for life and all that stuff is that it really doesn't matter. You know, red, yellow, black, or white, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, American, Asian, African. The reality that God tells us is that, and, and through Paul, is for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that the only way to know God, to have peace with God, to know our very purpose for taking up space on this planet is to accept the radical love of God that he has for us by believing in and receiving his son, Jesus Christ. Not being more religious, not being moral, you know, none of that stuff, but it's by believing in and receiving Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And when we do that, that's when the good part comes. And, and, he, and, and every single day, God wants to remind us of this, and, and that is this. When we do that, we become children of God, and therefore we inherit all of his riches, we are children of God through that transaction. And so if we, if we really play that out and we, if we really think about it, no matter what happens in this crazy world, no matter what's going on in our lives, because of this relationship with Jesus Christ, and now we have peace with God through him, we have a purpose to live for, we have a power to live on, we have a people to live with, and we have a promise to live for. Isn't that something? You know, no matter what goes on, you know, no matter if we get sick, no matter if we're in a car wreck, or, you know, if we're not, we don't have the job that we, we would like to have, we'd like to have, you know, no, we've got a purpose to live for. God has given us his purpose. Well, we've got power that, that the, other, the rest of the world does not know of because he says, you know, Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. We've got people that he says, I want you to be a part of this body. And it's through that interaction with that body and doing life together that you will get to know me better and love me more. And, and you, will, you will better understand your purpose and the power that you have and the promise of heaven to be with him for all eternity. And so, it, you know, through that, we're just, we, we are free. You know, because of our relationship with him, we are free from all the crap that haunts so many around us. We're free from condemnation. Think about it. We're freed from the penalty and the power of sin. We don't have to worry about, you know, you know measuring up, you know, or paying, you know, paying the debt. We're free from guilt. We're free from shame. We're free from worry. We're free from despair. We're free from fear. We're free from hopelessness. We're free from so much because of Jesus Christ. And so that is, that's part of the story for so many of us. Now, and, if, and if you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, well, welcome. You're not here by accident. As a matter of fact, this moment right here is a part of your journey and your story and his love for you and drawing you to know him. God is always, always in his own way drawing people to himself. And, and the crazy kind of thing is, is that he intends for me and you as followers of his to join him in sharing that good news. 
to be the arms and, 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 and the feet and, and, and the voice of Jesus for those who do not know him. I like the way one person put it. And by the way, you know, sharing that good news is, in, you know, in, in Christian circles, we call that evangelism. And a lot of people get the heebie-jeebies when we talk about, uh, you know, doing. No, no. He, he, I love this. It's one person put it like this. Evangelism is joining a conversation the Holy Spirit is already having with another person. You need to understand that. It's not our role. It's not something that we're going to talk to somebody or argue them into. It's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. No one comes to the Father except that he draw them to himself. But he gives us the privilege and the pleasure of being able to come alongside at just the right moment and being able to share our story and the good news of Jesus Christ. It's awesome. That's, a, that's, that's, that's something he's called us to do. That's, that's plan A. Plan B, there is no plan B. We are, therefore, the ambassadors of Jesus Christ in this world in which we live. But unfortunately, unfortunately, here's what's happened. In, in, in our consumeristic, all-about-me, self-indulgent American Christian culture, we tend to think that our salvation, our blessings, uh, all that God has done is just all about me. It's like, okay, good, I've got it, and, and as long as I've got it, you know, I'm good. I wish more than people out there had it, but I'm good. Um... And, and that's what we've been talking about. That's part of the journey in which, you know, we've been on the last six months. It's just, you know, again, understanding what it really, really means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. What it really means to be a Christian. See, like Paul, we love certain, we love verses like Galatians 5.1 where Paul says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be Burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I love the way the NLT puts it. It says, now make sure you stay free. And we're saying, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. You know, and in America, we value freedom. And we should value freedom. I mean, God created us to, to be free. And yet, we see throughout the Bible that because, you know, we were alienated to God, because, you know, of the original sin uh, of Adam and Eve, that we are born into this slavery and we're not free. We're born into darkness and we're not free. And so he said, Paul says, now when you get free, you make sure you stay free. And, and, and then, you know, that's one of the values, you know, that we've lived with and we've so treasured and valued. And that's the reason so many people have died so we in America could stay free. You know, um, we sing that, my country, tis of thee, sweet land of what? Freedom, freedom. And, and, and that means that there's no tyranny. There's, there's, we're not going to be in bondage and enslaved by any, anyone else. And, 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 and we, we really get it right, so, you know, when it comes to knowing what we're free from. We're, we're not going to be, we're not going, we're, we're going to fight for this kind of freedom. But where we struggle very often is in what we are free for. We're free from, but, but we're also free for. And, and, and where we tend to go in that free for, again, the, 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 our, our understanding is often tended by, you know, the values that we hold here. You know, it's free to be me, individual me. 
So much of the American culture is, is all about me. And I want to be, you know, free. And I don't want restrictions. And I want, I want to be free to, you know, to, to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, where I want to do it. And, and that's so prevalent in our culture. And, and I'm free to do that. But, you know, when we really work that out, I mean, you think about no restrictions. I want to, you know, I want to, and we want to make our own rules. You know, if I came in here and said, hey, guess what? I ran a marathon yesterday. You'd be going, whew, you something. I said, yeah, but it was, yeah, I was free in this marathon. So actually what I did was I made up, you know, I'm free. I'm not going to be restricted by your rules. What your thought? What do you think of marathon? No, sir. I got up and had me a cup of coffee, sat in the tub for an hour and a half, went outside, stretched a little bit, <clears throat> put on some, you know, some warm-ups and kind of jiggle a little bit, and then I said, I've done my marathon. You're going, you're so stupid. But we put that kind of thinking on so much. We impose this free-to-be-me kind of stuff. Paul in, in Romans, Romans says, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be under the rule of my parents anymore and so I'm going to make sure that I'm you know uh, so Paul says you're free you know I mean <laughs> you're a slave to the one you obey so I can say well I'm going to make all the money I can make you know well all of a sudden I become a do I I become a slave to that we got to be careful we, we, we got to be careful with that see understanding what we're free from is really linked to what we're free for. And that's the reason we're camping out in this passage as followers of Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 9, 19 through 23. And so we're going to read this again today. This is God's word for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. For here Paul says, Though I am free, and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. Let's pray. Father God, again, as we bow before your word, we pray, O Holy Spirit, that you would, as we were singing earlier, that you would open our, our hearts, you would open our eyes, to you and, and, and to all that you're doing in our lives and, and that you would reveal what it is that you would want us to, to do today, what decision, uh, what choice, what adjustment that would bring you glory and that bring your good news of salvation to those around us. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So, um, as we think about 
freedom from and then freedom for, Paul helps us to understand, and the Bible truly helps us to understand that true freedom, being freedom for, the freedom is the power to be what you're made for. You know, we're to be what you're made for. So, you know, as an eagle, an eagle is made to what? Soar. You know, birds to sing, dolphins leap out of the water. You know, to be what you're made for. And so we, we, we need to understand that. In order, and in order to understand that, we can either look to our culture around us and say, well, shoot, I made them make all I can, can all I make, and, you know, sit on that so nobody else can get it. Or you, we can look to the world around us, or we can say, God, what am I made for? And, and Jesus is very clear. He says, you know what you were made for? You were made to love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what you're made for. And, and that's what Paul helps us to understand as we come to this particular passage. Is that, you know, we, we as followers of Jesus Christ, uh, he wants us to understand that our very existence is is to know and love God, not to, to be okay with God and not to make sure that we've got our eternity up there or that God's going to bless us so we can... Yeah. No, no, no. It's that we truly have this intimate love relationship with God and that we truly love others. And, and, and the reality is that sometimes freedom, if we, got, if, if, we're not, if we don't really understand freedom, freedom and love, being in the same room, don't get along that good. Because, you know, if I'm free to be me... Uh, what does that mean for you? Well, hey, I can't worry about that because I'm free to be me. But if we truly understand, you know, that what God tells us, as the Apostle Paul says, he's in, that, in that first verse, he says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all that I may win the more. So Paul is coming at this passage, and, and he is saying, you know, like everybody else who's ever lived, he understands Isaiah 53.6. You might want to write that down on, on some of your notes. Isaiah 56.3. He said, this has been true of me. He says, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's past, path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. So Paul says this. Here's, here's, here, here's a problem. Here's a problem with humanity. All of us, all of us. Like sheep have strayed. We've left God's path to follow our own path. I can do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. You know, and I check in on God every now and then make sure you will tolerate that he will tolerate it. You okay with this? Okay. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Remember, we've been praying this year, you know, what Paul says. He says, hey, live as children of light and understand what pleases the Lord. You know, we've been praying, Lord, help me understand what brings you pleasure. Let this day and my actions and my attitudes and my activities bring you pleasure. What is that? Paul was led astray and enslaved by religion. You know, I mean, and he was the most religious. He, he goes, I've got this thing figured out. And so he was enslaved by religion. Other people are led astray and enslaved by the pull and pleasures of the world. All of us, all of us like sheep have done our own thing. But it says, God said, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to take care of that 
and make a way to you to be able to experience life by entering your world and paying the penalty and all you need to do is acknowledge that I love you. This, this is my love for you and my son, Jesus Christ. Receive him. Believe him. And so when we do that, Jesus sets us free. And that's what we were saying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You set me free. You set me free from. You set me free for. So we celebrate, you know, our freedom from, the, from sin, from Satan's lies, from the world's delusions. But, 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 we, but we continue to grow in understanding what we're free for. Paul went on in Galatians 5, uh, verse 13. He says, you, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge your flesh. What does he say? Rather serve one another humbly in love. To really understand what you're free for is not to do your own thing. is not to do what's right in your own eyes. But it is to love God, to love others. And loving others means that you humbly, as, as we spend a lot of time saying, humble myself before the Lord because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. What does that look like? Well, it, it shows up in love for people. Red, yellow, black, and white. Rich, poor, educated, uneducated, African, Asian, American, doesn't matter what it is, it's love. And so Paul gets and dives down it. And, and we spent some time on this last week. But, you know, in verse 20, he says, Now to the Jews, I became like a Jew. And we go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Paul, Paul, you are a Jew. Well, matter of fact, you were the Jew of Jews. I mean, you were, you were the ultimate. What do you mean I became a Jew? You became, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's an easy one right there for you, Paul. You are a Jew. No, well, I, I think what Paul is saying here is that being a Jew, this culture, this heritage, all of this stuff that's been, you know, steeped in all his life, being a Jew no longer was no longer Paul's basic identity, for that was no longer who he was at his deepest level. See, being a follower of Jesus Christ, being a child of God trumps all of that. And now we have a new identity. Paul says, I was walking in the Judaism. I mean, I was the ultimate. I was on the top of the game. And this is what drove my life. This is what my passion was all about. But he's, all of a sudden he says, but Jesus changed all that. That's not what's dictating my life. That's not what's driving my understanding. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. It's in him that I live and move and have my being. I'm not following all of these traditions. These traditions, I'm not enslaved to them anymore. I, I'm enslaved to Jesus who sets me free. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all that I may win the more. And then he goes on and said, to the Jew I became as a Jew. To those under the law I became as those under the law. Uh, to, the, to those without the law I became as those without the law. To the weak I became a, as the weak. 
He, what he's saying here is this. He's saying, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I will accommodate myself to them on things that don't ultimately matter so that they will listen to me on the one thing that ultimately does matter. Does that make sense? That's a mouthful. I'm going to accommodate myself. And this is where we as followers of Christ, this is where we as Christians, this is where we as a church really had a really hard time. You know, and this is why even the people that Paul was talking, going, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying, Paul, that, that Gentiles are coming to the Lord. Well, they've got to, they've got to come in here and, you know, they've got to clean up. They've got to do all this stuff. And so often what we're doing is we're projecting our religiosity on people. He's going, no, 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 no. Uh, matter of fact, we're judging. You know, I'm, uh, and, and we're not even associating with them Why? because we've been driven by a worldly mindset, not by God's mindset. He said, I'm going to socially accommodate these folks. I'm not changing the message. But I'm going to be like Jesus, you know, and we looked at that in Luke 15 where Jesus was hanging out with sinners and he was hanging out with the riffraff and, and they were listening to him. He didn't sit there and point his finger and judge them. And so the story of the, of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that different people with different backgrounds, different value systems, different priorities, different lifestyles, different languages need to hear the good news of Jesus. Did you hear that? Think about that. Different people, different backgrounds. Some of the backgrounds that just we, we, we abhor. Different value systems. Different priorities, different lifestyles, different languages. What we see here is Paul's adapting the, mes the method, not the message. His message is faithful. His message is clear, but his method is very flexible. And, and now let's think about the scope of this. Let's think about the scope of this. Because, see, we're locked in right here, you know, North Fulton and all this kind of stuff. And w most of us have somewhat similar backgrounds, you know, We've been in America a while and all that kind of stuff. But for here, listen to this, for 2000, over 2,000 years, for all kinds of people, from all kinds of cultures, from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of stories, from all different generations speaking all kinds of languages have been introduced to Jesus in all kinds of ways because genuine Christ followers are supposed to be guided by this passage of Scripture. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I mean, that's profound. Whoa. Some of the people that have been messing up America, you mean they've been coming to Christ? <laughs> Some of the people, yeah, yeah, those people that are doing crazy things in other parts. Of, uh, well, wait, 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 wait. They've been coming to Christ. All kinds of people from all kinds of cultures, all kinds of value systems, all kinds of languages have been introduced to Jesus because genuine Christ followers like Paul says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not living for my comfort. It's not all about me. No, I've become all things 
to all people so that they can know Jesus, the very purpose of their existence. So what he's saying is this. This good news is for the religious. This good news is for the really, really hyper-religious people. And there's a lot of religious people out there that they just don't know Jesus, but they are, like Paul, sold out on religion. He said, this, 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 this message is for the totally, utterly irreligious. What we call in Great Alabama the heathen. Just, you know, just irreligious. It's for the social outcast and everybody in between. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. He's saying the gospel of Jesus is so totally comprehensive that it can be comprehended by all kinds of people. Well, why is it? Did you hear that? It's so comprehensive that it can be comprehended by all kinds of people, all these kind, all kind of background. Why is it? Why is it that so many people are running from from the church? I mean, if it can be comprehended. By all kinds of people. What's going on there? You know, we just say, well, you know, they will never, you know, what is it? Leopard never changes spots. Is that it? You know, that, that whew, they're too far gone. They died. Uh, uh. I mean, we get this narrow view. And, and what we do is it is an affront on the power of the gospel of God. It is so powerful, so comprehensive, that it can be comprehended. But it's our job to make it comprehensible. That's what Paul's saying. It's our job to make it comprehensible. What does that mean? And that's what we've been asking. You know, do we do we do we need God? Do we need to adjust our approach? I mean, because you you know you, we we've been singing about your amazing love. We, we we've been singing that you you are the same you know yesterday, today, and forever. God, it just doesn't change with you. It's not like we've suddenly got into some kind of vortex to where well god's the good news of jesus christ is no longer powerful no it is and these are some of the questions that as we break off into groups that that you know we're wrestling with you know it's question number four i don't if you've got your deal there it says you know the message paraphrase says you know paul said in verse 22 i entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view what does that prove practically look like for us see unfortunately what happens is we get comfortable in our our, our little bubble and, and 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 we've we've not been doing a great job of of, of being intentional and in entering their world entering their world because we don't enter their world because their lifestyle is absolutely repulsive to us 
or we don't enter their world because, well, their, their language is different than us or because their, their values are different than us or because their lifestyle is different from us. But this is what Paul is saying. It is our job to make it comprehensible. So what does it look like for us to enter their world to understand life from their point of view so that what? They can know what they are, are here for. And that is to, to know God through his son, Jesus Christ. See, this, this is the... This is the principle of incarnation. This is exactly what God did. <laughs> he goes, oh, y'all are just, oh, uh, y'all have gone your own way. You're doing your own thing. You're so sorry. But God entered our world so that we could understand. So, so, oh, oh, I, I, I can comprehend this. Jesus. Verse, uh, question number five, what changes, you know, okay, <laughs> what changes will be required of me, of you, of us, in order to, to do this? What, what's really got to change? And the, these are questions that we can ask one another, but ultimately these are questions that we need to ask God. God, you know, what needs to change? If, if, I'm free, if what I'm free for is to love you and to love people, and that means, like Paul, that I'm willing to enter their world. And, and the reality is, is that nowadays we don't have to go very far to enter the world of people that are radically different from us. Lord, what adjustments do I need to make in my thinking, my schedule, my time, my behavior, my study? To where my life as a follower of Christ has, doesn't reflect that it's all about me. I'm good. I hope, I hope it works out for them. That's, that's not of God. Question number seven. What preferences, what traditions do churches hold that end up hindering people from, hindering us from reaching the lost? You know. Do you know there are things that we can do that, that, that is, can be a hindrance? Well, but, but, but it's because we're comfortable with it. We're, we're comfortable with it. Uh, you know, I, re I, remember, I remember the first time uh, that, that I did not wear a suit when I preached because I'd always grown up wearing a suit. I felt like uh, what I mentioned earlier. I felt like a heathen, like you can't do this. How stupid is that? I mean, that's just, I mean, you know, it's like, wait a minute. And, and then there's arguments, and then people say, well, you know what? God gave me his best. He deserves my best. You know, so we can get into some pretty good rationale on this kind of stuff. <laughs> we do what is right in our own eyes, but not necessarily what is right in God's eyes. So, so there are things that we, we can do that, that can be a hindrance, but there are some things that we can do to remove those. God, what are those? What are, what are some preferences? You know, I you know, heard a lady, you know, we, right now, we're, our worship leaders is YouTube premium. You know, going, this isn't normal. This isn't normal, people. You know, in order to be a church, you got your... You know, either choir, or your band, or something like that. 
Well, no, to be a church, you, you, you function as God has shaped you and gifted you, and, 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 and you roll with where things are at this point. Now, you know, I believe one day that we're going to, you know, as you, there was a day and time we had, we had just professional, you know, folks. But, you know, styles of music can be stuff that you can just people just go, ah. I heard a story of this one lady that uh, they, she was in a church and, and um, you know, and, and they made the church said, we're going to intentionally make an adjustment to, because people aren't listening, you know, to organ music anymore, you know, and, and, and they, they're not listening to that whenever they're driving down the road, you know, going 70 miles. They're not listening to that. And so they're listening to more contemporary stuff. There's no such thing as spiritual, unspiritual music. You know, it's the lyrics that really make the difference, you know. So, you know, but, you know, it's just I love hymns. I grew up singing hymns and all that, and, and this lady did too. But they made the adjustment to more contemporary stuff so that, you know, it wouldn't, you know, these people wouldn't have an excuse for not coming in, you know, and, 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 and to be more appealing and that kind of stuff. And, and so there was, but there was a group of folks that they bucked up and they said, we're not doing it. We're not. And so they would, they would sit out in the North X. They didn't like the music. They would sit out in the North X. And one day the pastor, we went out and, he, and this lady, Miss Smith, he said, you know, you know, what do you think about this change that we made so that we can, you know, wrap our arms around this, you know, younger generation of folks? And she goes, well, I want you to know that I hate the music, but I love the band. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, I had my, grands, my grandson with these tats, you know, the one playing the guitar. We couldn't get him in church forever, but. I, I love the band. See, it's about people. It's about people, not about my preferences. We do, we make decisions and all that kind of, but it's just, it's saying, guys, we got to figure it out. And, and that's, that's the real lightweight stuff. You get into the heavyweight stuff, it's, it's about our attitudes and, and our uh, <laughs> judgments, you know, on, on people and people groups and things of that nature that, that we recoil from. But Paul says, listen, I have become all things to all people so that they can come to know Christ. He kind of gives us a kind of a principle here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Write this down and go kind of read this during the week. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32 through chapter 11, verse 1. He says, he's telling the church, he said, do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews or Greeks or even the church. Do not cause anyone to stumble. Even as I try to please everyone in every way as much as possible, adapting myself to the interests of others. See, here, here it is. To the interests of others. For I am not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, so that they will be open to the message of salvation and may be saved. And then he says this. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul's example was Christ. He said, I'm imitating Christ. And he said, now you followers, you imitate me. What do we do with this? Number one, before we leave here, just take a minute. And there's going to be a closing song just kind of for reflection. Uh, but during this time, you can either sing, but I, I, I want to challenge you to do this. Number one, just spend a moment to thank Jesus for all that he has freed you from.
but also thank him for what he's freed you for. Just spend a minute and say, Lord, I don't fully understand it all, but I thank you for what you freed me from. I know you freed me from the penalty of sin. I know that you freed me from having to spend eternity apart from you. But I, I want to I thank you for that. But then follow that up with this prayer. Lord, please open my heart, open my eyes to what you have freed me for. And please do that for this body, this church, this family. What have you freed us for? Father, we just come before you and um, we want to spend a moment, oh Holy Spirit, allowing you to kind of direct us um, to your heart and show us what would be pleasing to you in our response and our attitude today. Be glorified in that, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Facebook friends and family, uh, Crosspoint folks. Let's just uh, reflect on this time.